a business will stop doing something that's working for them simply because they get bored and they shift their attention to something that looks sexier and shinier. If you are doing something your business is working for you cost effectively, carry on fucking do it. By all means, test and measure other things, but don't stop doing the thing that is paying your bills. Hello and welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. My name's Andy Rao and here's perhaps the biggest learning that I want to share with you. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. Hey everyone, what's going on? I've got a lot to share with you today, so I have notes for once. Uh, I love my Evernote app, but I don't have my reading glass with me and short arms equal a big font, so I can read everything. So here to share with you um, five top tips when it comes to energy management, because, you know, some might say energy is life and it certainly is in business. Who wants to buy off someone with low energy? Someone who's clearly feeling a bit meh or are only showing up because they have to rather than because they love to? Now, I've been in marketing since 1990. Really, it's fucking weird not having Joel here actually doing it on my own. But um, I've been in marketing since 1996. I've worked across TV, cinema, outdoor, print, and of course, online. But the one thing I'd change, if I could go back, is I'd have spent equal amounts of time working on my thinking as much as working on my marketing. Because if your head isn't in the game to drive your marketing strategy, it won't get you to your goals. And most business owners don't have either let alone one. And again, here's the key takeaway for me. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. So my coach shared with me a long time ago, uh, but so much can go right or wrong if you don't manage your energy properly. Or, of course, you let others dictate it. If you've had people sort of fucking encroach upon your diary, you'll know exactly what I mean. So again, maybe it is feeling a bit meh, you're not in the zone. Yeah, maybe pissed off about something. You feel unappreciated. Maybe you've bust your backside for a client and you get zero thanks for it. Um, something my dad told me a long, long time ago when he was a GP is um, you're only as good as your last prescription. You know, and what he meant was that his patients loved him as long as he kept signing off sick, giving them their pain medication, whatever it might be. You know, they loved him. But as soon as he said, actually, you're well enough to go back to work now, fucking hell. All that good work went down the drain. And that that is, uh, I'm not saying everyone's like that, but it's something to bear in mind for a lot of people that no matter how much you've bent over for them, you say no once or don't do what they want once. And again, all that goodwill's gone. And that feeling of unappreciation, that, that's, that is hard to manage. But luckily, I've got five top tips for you today on managing your energy. And there's nothing woo here, you know, no chanting naked in the forest. There's nothing new. We're talking about tried and tested stuff. You know, like the fundamentals of marketing, to be honest, it ain't sexy, but it's effective. You know, the three fundamentals of marketing are market, message, and media. And you need all three, just like you need all five of what I'm about to share when it comes to energy management. You know, market, message, media, if you don't know our stuff, those are the three cornerstones of marketing success. They always have been since the days of, you know, trading on the Silk Road. Market is know who your audience is. And the first chapter of our bestseller is all about nailing your customer audience rather than like what most business owners do is they just throw enough shit at the wall and hope some of it sticks, which will, of course, bring in some of the right customers, but it will also waste your money by trying to appeal to the wrong sort of customers, the people who will never buy off you, the people who might buy off you, but they'll want to batter you down on price. Um, you know, the tire kickers, the time vampires, you know, you don't want to be paying to reach them. And um, the second one is message. Know what you communicate to your ideal audience, knowing how to write commercial copy, copy that makes you memorable, 
and or instills them or in, in you know gets them to take action um, and then the third one media where are people consuming their media so you can put your marketing out in the right places and again you need all three um now you know i've got to be honest when it comes to media before the internet that was a bit more tricky to do where are people consuming their media are they going to the cinema what type of films are they watching which channels they watch on the telly um what's the route they'll drive to work so what kind of billboards will they be exposed to but now there really is no excuse with digital marketing because you've got you've got all these fancy things like pixels and cookies so you know the best bit apart the best bit about all that is that the ai does the heavy lifting for you they will know where your audience is and they will serve them your ad so they take care of the media bit um now when it comes to energy management when it comes to mindset something i do have to say is that joel and i have had to deal with plenty of shit in our lives um and i say that because you know we don't publicly whine and complain um so you know if ever you see joe and i talking about adversity on social media it will come with a solution something that we have found to help us that could help others you know you, you basically won't find us joining in with the pity party and um, people who sort of moan and whine and bitch and complain about stuff but don't actually do anything about it they're just either looking for well there's no either about it they're just looking for sympathy they want to spend their evening just moaning with other fellow moaners online and to be honest i bet you got better things to do so um we you know joel and i like many people we've had to deal with business challenges we've had to deal with bereavements and stuff so we're not sitting here on a shiny pedestal you know we speak from from life at the coalface um and this focus on attention and energy is what's kept us on the straight and narrow through shit like bereavements and covid you know it's kept us on the straight and narrow more than anything else um, because again, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Now, something else that, you know, I'm no physics expert. I think I got a C at GCSE physics. Was it a C or a D? A C, I think. Um, energy is a constant. There's no high energy or low energy. Even if you're really ill, you've got the same amount of energy, but it's just the fact that a lot of your energy is going on fighting your illness. So when you say, I've got no energy today. It basically means that more energy is by being diverted to shit. Like when you're hungover, you're dealing with staff headaches, you're dealing with the vat man, etc. You know, if you're giving that kind of shit, I'm not saying don't bet your vat, obviously. <laughs> um, if you're diverting your attention to that kind of stuff, well, surprise, surprise, you've got less attention to focus on the good stuff. So the solution really is proactively paying more attention to the good stuff, to the good things that you've got going on in your life. And you focus on the good stuff, to be honest. You haven't got fucking time to focus on shit. It's why some people are are worriers, because they, they haven't got enough to focus on. They haven't got enough direction in their lives. They gossip and bitch and don't take responsibility for anything because, yeah, they, they really have got nothing better to do. Um, and I do ask to consider to remember that worrying doesn't solve anything. Only action does. If you're worrying about the past, well, the past the past can't be fucking changed. So focus on something else. You're worrying about the future. Well, what are you worrying about? Oh, I've got a big presentation next week. Okay. Have you prepared for it? Have you done your due diligence? Have you made notes? You know, if it's a, if it's a, I don't know, a presentation on Zoom, do you know your way around Zoom? And most importantly, do you know how to sell? Have you watched webinars, presentations, learnings about selling on webinars? Because if you've done your preparation, then cool. You know, you really can focus on something else to take your mind off it. Of course, 
if you haven't prepared, then you've got a right to be worried and well, you know what the solution is. Again, ain't bitching and whining and complaining. It's about getting your Ferraris and putting in the hours. So here are the five key tips I've got for managing your energy better. First one is knowing your goals and knowing your goals. Most business owners go around in circles because they don't know where they're going. Now, you know, when it comes to um, done for you, which is sort of Joel's main bag, our done for you marketing service, he'll talk a lot about leaning into your business goals. Me, my main bag is the coaching side of the business. I talk mainly about leaning into your personal goals. But here, you know, think about both. What do you want to focus on and accomplish this year? You know, we're here, um, broke in the back of January 2023. Um, so it's like, shit, well, in a couple of weeks, we'll be halfway through quarter one. You know, time flies and time is the currency of life. So, so it is about taking action now. So do you know what you want to accomplish this year? Um, you know, when you're facing a challenge, because a challenge will come in life and in business, and sometimes it comes around fucking fast, so it's good to be prepared. When it comes to facing a challenge, what specific inspiring stuff have you got lined up this year to focus on instead? And I do mean specific. I don't mean, you know, take my wife out for meals. I mean, take my wife to Gordon Ramsay's for dinner. What targets do you want to hit? Number of tickets, number of customers, revenue figures, etc. You know, and the easiest target is, is the start, not the end. And by what I mean by that is, uh, Joel and I know how many tickets we need to sell to our Stay Hungry Live, our monthly in-person marketing workshops. Then we know what percentage of those attendees will further go on to book a strategy session with us here at Cobank HQ. Then we also know, roughly, what percentage of people who come in for a strategy session go on to become a retained client. But rather than focusing on all of that, all we focus on is the first one. How many tickets have we sold for the next monthly in-person workshop. Everything starts there. So for you, I mean, how many tickets do you want to sell? Where do you want to go this year? And again, be specific. No point saying, oh, I want to go abroad this year. Where do you want to go? How long do you want to go for? Is it a hotel or an Airbnb? And most importantly, who do you want to go with? Now, um, we call these magic moments and to eliminate a popular excuse straight away. And it's something a guy called Craig Gillespie said to me the other day. Most magic moments don't involve money. So, for example, here's some of mine. Um, I'm running the London Marathon this year. You know, donations are greatly appreciated. If you go to uh, Cobrake's Instagram bio, you'll see a link, um, raising money for pancreatic cancer. So that's a goal of mine for 2023. I want to find a backup house sitter because we've only got one and we can't just rely on one person to look after the house and our animals when you go go away. Love to get Ollie Ollerton onto our podcast. I did the um, SS fan dance with him in July. Love to get him onto our podcast. He's got lots of stuff to share with you. Um, I'd like to get back on the judo mats. Um, so sh- sh- all these so far, no real money involved at all. Um, but then, yeah, I would like to take Emma away to Rome for the weekend. Um, so those are just a few things I've got um, written down for 2023 so I can focus on these things. But you then consider start breaking them down into quarters so what are you going to do in quarter one to move you towards those goals so for example me on the on the podcast well a goal in quarter one would be to could be to start um a dm conversation with him 
um, run the London Marathon. Obviously, I've got running distances and times I want to do in Q1 so I can build up for that. I've got a training program. So sometimes when you look at a year's goals or a year-long strategy, you need to make sure it's breaking down into bite-sized chunks so you can actually take action because a strategy without action is just a fucking expensive piece of paper. Excuse me while I take a drink of water. Ah, that's better. I asked for a beer, but there we go. Um, so what are you going to do in Q1 that's going to move you towards your 2023 goals? And I would say most business owners I speak to, they haven't got these goals to focus on. So again, they're more likely to be focusing on the shit, which is where their energy is going to go. Right, number two, know your weekly and daily non-negotiables. So what have you got to do this week? In fact, what you got to today to move you towards your quarterly goals? It could be book that table at Gordon Ramsay's rather than, I don't know, sitting there filling out your fucking expenses spreadsheet. You know, um, highly recommend reading a book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog, where it's all about priority management. So remember, there's no such thing as time management, only priority management. There are 24 hours a day. We've all got the same number of hours in a day. Um, it's a case of prioritizing what needs to happen. So look at it this way. What are the three things you've got to do today that are going to move you towards your goals? Write them down in the morning and make sure they get done. Then you've got no excuse. Um, for me and our coaching clients, that is just one of the, the, the massive wins of journaling every day, writing down your must-do tasks. Um, and also things like writing down what, what you're grateful for and what have been your wins. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, <laughs> it is hard when you've had a really shit day but the wins will be there. You just have to look a bit harder for them. So it could be, you know, you, you get up when your alarm goes off rather than hitting snooze because you do this over time. Your journal then becomes your go-to resource of inspiration and motivation when the chips are down. And our journal is a big part of coaching. Well, actually, it's essential, you know, and I have to report to my coach weekly. So, it, you know, doing the journal for me is a non-negotiable, even when you're on holiday. No, excuse me. Speaking of eating frogs, got a frog in the throat. Um, number three, you got too much shit to do? Delegate, then outsource. Life is too short to do shit you hate. The odd bits of, sh odd bits of shit, okay, fine. Um, you know, we've all got to eat a bit of shit. I'm talking a lot about shit. Um, so, but I'm talking about the one-offs. But if you are regularly doing bits of shit, then no. Not when you've got alternatives like PAs, you've got VAs, you've got websites like Fiverr, you've got people out working in the Philippines, India, wherever it might be. Um, but think about it. How successful, how high energy are you going to be feeling if you're doing £10 an hour tasks all the time? You say you're going to change people's lives, but you're spending half your day moving numbers in one Excel column to another. So it is... A, a trap I often fall into, you know, hand on heart, is having the attitude, ah, it's just quicker if I do it. And it takes Joel to say, Andy, yeah, but should you be doing it? And of course, he's right. Joel's always right. Um, so yeah, delegate and then um, outsource because if you're there doing repetitive tasks day in, day out, that to be honest, someone could do cheaper and better than you, you're mad to carry on doing it yourself. Um, number four, Owning your morning, as Robin Sharma would say, own your morning, elevate your life. A massive fan of the 5am club, but in terms of the book, I'm not saying get up at 5am, um, but 
whatever time you do get up at, that will that will dictate your day. So if your energy is dictated by first thing you're reading the news, you're checking emails, you, well, your day's fucked. Now, I mean, get this, some business owners, they choose to get notified by email when people unsubscribe from their lists. I mean, how, how fucking mad's that? Um, they, they are choosing to start their day in pain. Um, and as a quick aside, remember when it comes to email marketing, unsubscribes are a good thing. As long as you're not sending spammy emails, you're sending emails of interest and value and relevance. Then when someone says, I was interested, I'm not anymore, then that's a good thing. That gives you more time and energy to focus on the people who might buy off you. Um, so I'd suggest maybe a better way to start your day rather than looking at your phone um, is to, you know, go for a walk, go for a run, listen to a rich roll podcast. Hey, even better, listen to the Stay Only podcast. But something positive that you can control. I mean, the news. What can you do about the war in Ukraine? What what good is bitching about Rishi Sunak going to do? It ain't going to move you forward. So, number five, protect your diary, which sort of leads on from owning your day. Protect your diary. If you have made yourself too available, if you're at everyone's beck and call, that is your fault. And you might notice the theme here about responsibility, about taking ownership and control. Um, one of Codebreak's values is own your shit. Um, if you can fill your diary with stuff that you want to do, your attention is going to be much more likely to go in the right places. So the big in every quarter, Emma and I, my wife and I sit down and we block out chunks of time in our diary for date lunches. Oh, it's so my mum's birthday on March the 13th. Right. Okay. Well, that's a Monday. So let's block off Sunday lunchtime to take her out somewhere. Um, and that will then stop other people encroaching upon your diary. Um, here's a question for you. Can too many people simply demand your time and therefore your energy whenever they want. Have you given your phone number out to bloody all and sundry and they're calling on Friday evening when you're trying to have dinner with your kids? Now, if you have given your phone number out, okay, take it on the chin. But remember that some of these people you've given your number to, they won't like it if you've made yourself available and then you stop, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with their thinking, but they are probably going to be the kind of people who who would probably treat waiters like shit. That's 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 my analogy. I have. Uh, my dad, who I talk about a lot, um, when he was a practicing GP, he'd have medical reps trying to schmooze him all the time, take him out for dinner and stuff. And they'd be like brown-nosing him at the dinner table. And dad would be watching, not how the reps tr were treating him, but how the reps were treating the waiter. Um, and that, that, that's, that's a fucking, that's a, a big takeaway, really. Um, so some people, again won't like the fact they can't get hold of you all the time it could even be a brand new client if you haven't sounds wrong now but it's right if you haven't trained them properly from the off if they think they can just click their fingers and get you on the phone whenever they want then you're in for a rocky relationship um and if you've got to carry on or you feel you've got to carry on appeasing them your energy will suffer for it because you just be walking around feeling like they're a bitch all the time and that ain't a good thing. Um, so again, in my diary, yeah, I block chunks of time off for my family. Um, and yeah, might not sound romantic, but it does mean we get stuff done. Um, I'd also suggest blocking chunks of time off in your diary when you've got important client work to do. So when you are working for a client, you are giving them 100% of 
of your undivided attention. You're not getting disturbed by your phone pinging, people knocking on the door, nothing. You are focusing exclusively all your energy into serving them. Um, so if a client would ever say to me, oh, I can't get hold of you, Andy, I want to speak to Andy and, and you're never in a meeting. It's like, well, yeah, because I'm working on an important client project. If I was working on a client project for you, would you rather I worked on it 100% focused um, or would you be happy for me to get interrupted all the time? And of course, they'd go for the former. Um, you know, you've got people paying you money. They deserve to be served to the best of your ability and you won't be able to serve people to the best of your ability if you are getting pulled left, you know, by the left, right and centre. Um, and apparently it takes over 20 minutes to get back into the zone. So again, it's just another, another good way of looking at things. You've got an important piece of work to do. Even if it's a piece of work you don't want to do, again, makes it more likely not to happen. Eat that frog, get it blocked off in the diary early in the morning, close the door, turn your phone off and get that shit done. Um, and uh, also working this way does lessen the chance of what I call magpie mark syndrome. Uh, we used to have a client called Mark and bloody hell, every new shiny thing that came along, he was after it like a magpie. Oh, I've heard about TikTok. We should do some TikTok ads. Oh, I've heard about this. We should do some of that. Um, when you are in the zone focused and, you know, undistracted, that uh, lessens the chance again of you getting distracted by the next shiny thing that comes along. Um, that is common in our game because in social media land, things are changing all the time. And if something is, you know, what we do see happen often, and it sounds mad, is that a business will stop doing something that's working for them simply because they get bored and they shift their attention to something that looks sexier and shinier. If you are doing something in your business that's working for you cost-effectively, carry on fucking do it. By all means, test and measure other things, but don't stop doing the thing that is paying your bills. So there we have it. So those five top tips in terms of better managing your energy. Um, as ever, if you'd like to know more about marketing and mindset to move you and your business forward, simply visit fixmymarketing.co.uk. And I'll leave you with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Energy and persistence conquer all things. Thanks for listening to the Stay Hungry podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Now, if you're looking to sort your marketing out, visit fixmymarketing.co.uk and get in touch today.